Hey, this is JP Nurban, and you are listening to Culture Builders number 69, Leadership Groups. So one of the great challenges we face that I often discuss on Thursday's Culture Builders is moving from a coach-led to a player-led team. Now, moving towards a player-led team, I believe that many coaches think this requires them to stop leading altogether if they're going to move from a uh, coach-led team to a player-led team. And that's a misconception. It's one that I've held as well in the past. Now, one powerful strategy that is shared between two phenomenal books about leadership, one is Legacy, about the All Blacks rugby team, and the other one is Extreme Ownership, about the Navy SEALs. I've talked about that one before. Uh, This powerful strategy that's kind of shared between both is to create smaller groups within a larger group. Navy SEAL Jocko Willink calls this strategy decentralizing command. And that in battle, one leader can't do it all. They can't see everything from every angle. So they need to have a clear, concise system where the commander can entrust other leaders to head up smaller groups, often around the size of three to four. Now, the All Blacks, they have their leadership council or you know their group of captains, but they call it a leadership council. And the leaders on the leadership council are entrusted to lead smaller groups within the team. So now instead of 12 to 24 people reporting back to the coach or the commander here, we have three to five leaders who report to the coach. And each of those leaders have three to four people that report to them. Literally, leaders creating leaders. And now you're giving those leaders, that leadership council, you're giving them ownership. You're giving them, you know, these opportunities to lead. So how can we do this within our team? Well, recently I was working with a coach on her team retreat where a group of young women were staying at a house together on a lake. And the previous season they had done this. It was a bit of a disaster because the girls weren't helping out around the place. They were making a mess. And the coach ended up feeling like she and some of the parents were left doing it all uh, as if they were their maids. And, And then these girls were on some sort of spa retreat. So this retreat, we break, we broke the whole team down into leadership groups uh, assigned ahead of each group. And uh, the coach was able to communicate through those leaders. So she didn't have to talk to the whole team every time. She could bring those leaders together, assign the cleaning, assign cooking, assign other tasks, gather feedback. What are they seeing out there? How are things going with the retreat? Is everyone enjoying themselves? Um, find out if there's any problems going on. And instead of just her two eyes, she now had um, a, a, a larger set of eyes out there gathering information about how things were going. So, uh, and those leaders were responsible. Those leaders were responsible for making sure that their their small group, their team, got the task done and done correctly. And now this wasn't perfect. There was definitely some bumps in the road, but it provided great opportunities to grow the leadership of these young women, giving them the opportunity to succeed at leading and also to fail. And then having some great conversations when they failed uh, to to execute a task properly, to clean up well. The team is gonna be able to carry this leadership system of decentralizing command into the season now. And it's gonna be an effective way to pass on leadership to the players in and off the court. And you can do a lot of different activities through these leadership groups to help build relationships in the culture. And I will continue to share some of these on future um, leadership episodes that are on Thursdays with Culture Builders. So that's it for today. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed this one or any other podcast, um, please, please, please share it with someone who could find some value in it.